Welcome to the Mind Over Matter podcast with Heather Hakes, where mindset is everything. Thank you for joining me and tuning into this podcast. If you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe and share this episode with your friends. This podcast is here to open your awareness. I want to provide you with tactical teachings on how to master your mindset, create your ideal reality, overcome obstacles, and leverage adversity. And most importantly, it's to help you realize that you are in total control of your reality. My hope? To inspire and motivate you to keep going. And no matter what, it's all about mind over matter. Be sure to check out my website, heatherhakes.com, where I offer you a free video training on how to get unstuck and create lasting change. Again, that's heatherhakes.com and opt into my free video training. Without further ado, let's dive into today's episode. Welcome to episode number 241. This week, we're covering everything from overcoming paralyzing fear to chasing your dreams to the importance of and power of being you. Welcome to today's interview. I brought on my friend, Reed Silberman. Reed, welcome. Hi, Heather. Uh, you're actually, thanks for having me on the show. You're practically down the street, but listeners don't know that. So where do you live and what do you do? Uh, so... I live in Denver, and I am the founder CEO of Ink Monster Custom Graphics and Printing. We're a large format printing company uh, here in Denver. We do nationwide work. Uh, we also do uh, dye sublimation fabric printing and cut and sew apparel manufacturing. I love your backstory, which obviously I know more about, but if you could share a little bit more of maybe where you came from or what you used to do, what even brought you to Colorado and how, how did you create Ink Monster? Sure. Uh, I grew up in New York uh, on Long Island and, um, you know, broken home, alcoholic family. Um, you know, we didn't have any money. So, you know, just didn't really grow up with much. Uh, moved around a lot. I was in a different school either every year or every other year. Uh, as soon as I graduated high school, I moved to Brooklyn, started working in the city, uh, was living in the city for a long time. And then, um, well, I was, I started off as a, as a, in high school, I had a job as a computer technician and uh, I was going to vocational school at night through that company. So I, I used to fix, uh, computers and do some network engineer stuff or learning how to do that stuff. Uh, then I had an opportunity to work on Wall Street when I was 19. So I quit that job, the computer job, and uh, went and got my, my Series 7, my broker's license, and started working downtown. Uh, and I did that for just under five years. And, you know, in that job, like, all my faults were virtues. Whatever type of person I was back then <laughs> made me really good at that job. Um, but that, that really wore up my soul and my, um, uh, my integrity, just who I was. And, uh, I just woke up one day. I mean, my friends didn't like me. My family didn't like me. Uh, I had acid reflux. I had insomnia for two years. Uh, my stress and anxiety levels through the roof. Um, it was just an extremely unhealthy job for me. And, and I just woke up one day and knew that that's not what I wanted to do. 
And then, uh, you know, I had some life circumstances happen. You know, like I was telling you earlier, my stepbrother passed away in a drunk driving accident. And, um, you know, just really made me reflect and take a good hard look at my life and who I was and who I wanted to be and my environment. And I, and I basically realized that if I wanted to be different, be a different person, uh, a, I had to leave New York. I had to get out of this environment that was kind of fueling this toxic behavior. And, um, you know, with the passing of my stepbrother, it made me realize that life is short and you got to go for it. You got to live your dream. So I bought a one-way ticket to Colorado. Never been here before. Uh, heard it was the place to go if you wanted to have a career as a snowboarder. And I, and I picked up and left. I had no money, even though I made good money as a broker. I mean, I spent it as fast as I made it, uh, sometimes faster. And um, I lived in a motel for a couple of weeks. So I set myself up with a job as an instructor and found some roommates and uh, that started my, my snowboarding career. Uh, and then kind of five years into that, uh, just a way to supplement my income. So that was like living my dream number one, you know, going after something that, you know, most people are so afraid to, to be who they want to be and live their dreams. Uh, that was number one for me. And so to supplement that, I started this business. It was kind of like a hobby of mine. I started doing uh, some vinyl graphics through uh, snowboard companies that I knew and, and local businesses that I knew. Uh, I was living in my van at the time and uh, had a little uh, sticker machine in my friend's kitchen and started Ink Monster. And um, after just a short year, you know, I realized it started turning into a business. So now realizing and going for and going after dream number two, which I've always wanted to be a business owner ever since I was a little kid. So, you know, going for, for that dream. Um, and then, you know, five years into that, the company started to really take off and I had to make a choice between my snowboarding career and, you know, going all in with the business. And um, I went all in with the business. So, you know, we've been in business a total of 15 years now. I love that story. And I remember when you first shared it with me, maybe we were even on the slopes, but I was like, wait, you started your business out of your van. And so that's what I want listeners to get is like, you don't have to have all your ducks in a row and like the fancy, whatever they think they need, literally get started out of your van or whatever your circumstance may be. Yeah, I love that you said that because uh, so many people think that it has to be perfect to start. You have to have your business plan and, you know, all this money lined up and investors or whatever your, your, your business and marketing plan is, you know, it doesn't have to be perfect to start. It has to be good, good enough. Just take the first step and you can figure it out as you go. But so many people don't start because they don't think that it's ready to start. And you can just start by waking up one day and started. It's that simple. <laughs> one shift in my perspective I've been using a lot lately is, and even coaching people in my mastermind or different things, is like, this is version one. Think about the iPhone, right? The iPhone didn't wake up one day and was like, I'm going to be version 11. The camera's going to be phenomenal. No, they started right. at the very first, or think about the flip phone back in the day. Like, you have to start somewhere. But... Right. What I want to ask you, a little off topic, but 
what fascinated me to want to have you on and kind of reach out to begin with is in the last year you started skydiving. Mm. So I want you to share that experience with me, especially because you said that you had a paralyzing fear of heights and now you, I mean, all in on skydiving. Yeah. Um, what caused my fear of heights was um, I was actually on a commercial flight that was literally going down. The engine went out and I mean, all the bags were falling out of the overhead compartments. You know, the, the flight attendants in their carts were toppled over and everybody on the plane screaming bloody murder. Like this plane was going down and I, it was, it was like a movie. And um, since then, you know, it, it, that really affected me in a, a very traumatic way. Uh, that was about, I want to say, less than 20 years ago, maybe 18 years ago. And uh, so, yeah, paralyzing, like deathly afraid of heights and, and flying and, and anything like that. Um, so then about, I want to say, seven, eight years ago, uh, you know, for Ink Monster, I like to do a lot of team building and company outings, whether it's a picnic or a dinner or we go bowling. So uh, there was a skydiving company that wanted some signage. I traded them for some signage uh, to take my whole crew skydiving, you know, about seven, eight years ago. And I was the most scared out of everybody. But again, trying to overcome this fear, we went and did it. And man, I was scared out of my mind, like dripping sweat, like, like so afraid, but we did it. I'm like, great. I did it. I'm never doing that again. Like that was the scariest thing ever. Um, fast forward seven years. Um, I was actually dating a girl who's a skydiver and uh, she's always talking about it. And, um, she got me to do uh, another tandem and I did it. And then, uh, I did it the next following weekend and I just realized that, um, and, and, and through a lot of my personal growth and personal development and emotional intelligence training, you know, I've learned how to rewire and reprogram my brain and my emotions and how to deal with myself and my feelings. Um, and, and through that seven years, I also like took a couple helicopter rides, a couple heli trips, like all these little things to help me kind of like take small bites, you know little little nibbles out of eating away at this fear of mine. Um, so that by the time I started dating this girl um, who, who pushed me in the right direction, I was like, all right, let's go for it. And um, I just got the bug. It just hit me so hard. And, and, and I think the important thing to, to understand is that the fear didn't go away. You know, I'm a year into it. And I think my first, I'm at 200 jumps right now, uh, which would be a lot more thanks to COVID. Um, but the thing is, I, I was still afraid my first 60 to 80 jumps plus, so it didn't just go away. And, and that's why one of the things I love about it so much is it really, um, tests the limits of your, you know, emotional, physical, mental, uh, for me, spiritual, like all these different things, um, and metaphors that I can make applicable to other areas of my life, you know? So just keep pushing, keep stepping forward, keep showing up, you know, one day at a time, one step at a time, one bite at a time. And here I am, you know, less than a year later with 200 jumps and 
you know, I'm addicted and I can't get enough. And it's one of my favorite hobbies now. Well, and I think what is so important that you just shared is number one, the fear doesn't go away. So the whole feel the fear and do it anyway. And you went from a traumatic experience to what you said was a paralyzing fear. And you turn that into, it's now your favorite thing to do. (laughs) I know it's a lot safer than people think it is. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't have found that out if I didn't step into that fear or try and step through it, you know? Okay. So then my question for you is for other people that they have their own fears, what advice do you give them to like feel the fear and do it anyway, to get out of their comfort zone, to take it one bite at a time? Choose, you know, it's a choice. It's, it's all perspective. So, um, fear is healthy. You know, we're taught as kids that, you know, it's, it's not okay to be afraid or it's not okay to fail or, um, whatever we're taught uh, as kids, but it's okay. Fear is healthy. Um, it's a basic human emotion, <laughs> yeah. but you know, you get to choose, you get to choose what you're going to do with that fear. Are you going to let it, uh, take over and paralyze you? Or are you going to make a choice to take those steps anyway, and either, you know, get the job you want or quit the job you have, you know, ask the girl out or boy out that you want to ask out. Um, you know, what is fear? You got to really understand what is fear. It's a fear of, uh, the unknown fear of what if, what if I get rejected? What if I fail? What if I succeeded and I don't know what to do? What if people don't like me because I'm successful? You know, the, the thousands of question marks that you could ask yourself, you know, what if, so, that's it. Choose to, to go for it anyway and, and not be worried about the outcome because the outcome will be whatever it's supposed to be. And it'll be a learning experience or an adventure or, you know, you might find out something new about yourself or, you know, you might meet the person of your dreams that you marry or whatever it is. <laughs> Well, something you said, and I've never heard it said that way, and I love that, is that fear is healthy because I think, I believe most people avoid fear because it's so uncomfortable, but whatever you resist persists. So if you can, like you did, you jumped out of a plane, No, you know, you, it doesn't have to be that extreme for people with their different fear, but if you go towards it, it no longer has power over you. It no longer paralyzes it. It no longer holds you back. It's like a muscle. So, you know, you're going to go to the gym. You're not going to bench 225 your first day. You know, you might go exercise and then you're going to be really sore the next day. But it gets easier and easier and easier. So the more, uh, you know, it's like a muscle. Your, 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 your mental capacity, your emotional capacity, you know, everything you do I, I always like to relate to sports and, and working out because I'm into that stuff. But um, the more you do it, the easier it gets. And that goes with fear as well. The more you make the choice to step into fear and step through it and go for it anyway and take those steps anyway, the easier and easier and easier it gets. So now I've been practicing this for 20 years. Mm. And it, it, it's still challenging, but it gets easier and easier. Now it's, it's, it's more like muscle memory. 
Like I don't even have to think about it. Am I going to do this? No, I just do it even when I'm afraid because that muscle memory just kicks in. Quote unquote muscle memory, you know, that, that instinct. Yeah. yeah. Do you it know what easier. I, yeah. What I did for me is I used to, when I would get the butterflies in my stomach and then kind of when you overthink and then I become kind of anxious and fearful and oh shit, I flipped the script and now when I get the butterflies in my stomach, I turn it into excitement and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm doing the thing. When I get that feeling, I actually go towards it because that's where the growth, the excitement, the adventure is. And But I I made consciously that mindset shift of instead of anxiety and whatever holding me back, it was excitement. So sometimes I think you kind of yeah. have to play games with yourself. That's exactly right. I learned that. So I, I have, uh, you know, a couple different life coaches, a couple different business coaches. And, you know, what I learned a couple of years ago was fear and excitement feel the exact same way in your body. Mm-hmm. It's the exact same feeling. It's just how you choose to interpret it. So instead of being afraid, like, oh, I'm so afraid to talk to that person. It's all language based. So you can actually reprogram yourself and talk yourself into being excited, just like exactly what you just said. Oh, I'm not afraid to go talk to that person or afraid to go for that job or whatever. I'm excited for it. And you just, by switching your words, you know, you're just kind of triggering these things in your brain to create that same feeling. You know, it just reminded me out of the blue. uh, I remember, because I'm on episode... I don't know, 230 something podcast at this point. Awesome. Thank so you. Happy for you. But I remember in the beginning, the first time I got denied, the first time I, you know, I'm so excited and I asked somebody to be on it and they de- de- denied me. I was like, oh shit, that sucked. But I didn't sit in it and go, oh, I'm not meant to do this. Nobody wants to be a guest. I was like, no problem. They're not supposed to be on. And then I went to the next person. Mm. And now I think I've probably been denied maybe like five times. But then you have to think of, okay, but I've succeeded, you know, 200 times. So I think that's why people who exceed in sales will excel in sales is because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they don't want that, that one failure, whatever, no, stop them. Yeah, it's true. You know, you can't be afraid to fail. You know, I think you said that, you know, failure seems to be like a dirty word but whatever your, your interpretation of that word is, you know, you're never going to be, in my opinion, you're never going to be successful if you don't fail over and over and over again. You know, everybody knows, people know that the most successful, you know, billionaires or entrepreneurs in the world have failed many, many, many times. And, you know, the more you fail, the more you learn, the more successful you're going to be. And the faster you fail, the faster you'll be successful. I heard, I don't, I, that, I didn't make that up. Uh, and I don't know who I'm quoting right now, but I heard that on a podcast yesterday. Uh, the faster you fail, the faster you'll succeed because the faster you'll learn, yeah. you can't learn without, you know, making mistakes. So instead of calling it failure, we can call it, you know, making mistakes. <laughs> I like it. But, the temporary defeat. Temporary defeat. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Defeat's not so hard. That's not so hard. And I have a question for you. So at the beginning of COVID, because you kind of shared, especially as a business owner, Mm. you have overhead, you have employees, business Mm. changed drastically. Mm. You had a freak out moment, but then how did Mm. you flip that into adapt and innovate? And now you're 
you showed up, you stepped up and you. Sh- um, again, I think that was God's timing for me. I think that was the experience I've had over the past three or four years uh, preparing me to be right where I'm at right now. You know, everyone says everything happens for a reason. I really do believe that. And, you know, what I went through, all the personal growth and development and EQ work has been preparing me for this moment. And, you know, you can't just show up to the Super Bowl without practice and going through all the games and all the the two-a-days and whatever you do as an athlete to show up to that main event. So I've been practicing for so long when all this happened. Yeah, I had a freak out moment, but that didn't last but a minute. And I didn't get overwhelmed with anxiety and fear and, and freak out. I was able to, and I'm so grateful for this, that I was able to, to stay calm and shift my perspective into, instead of focusing on what are we going to do if we can't write paychecks? Am I going to have to lay off all my employees? Am I going to have to shut down my business? Like all these things that I could have been so overwhelmed to be a victim of my thoughts and my feelings and, and immediately started coming up with solutions and ideas and starting to get creative with, okay, like this is what we have here. These are the tools we have. This is what we're capable of. What can I do using the stuff I have to make money right now and keep my employees employed. You know, they got rent and bills. They got to put food on the table and they have kids and families, mortgages and car payments and all of that. And long story short, um, I've quadrupled my staff in the past three weeks. Wow. Quadrupled my staff and my base staff, my original staff, they're working overtime. And now we have, uh, right now we're running seven days a week, day shift and night shift. So never in my wild, yeah. I just want to, what I want to highlight there is everybody, (laughs) millions of people globally are in the exact same shoes, but you chose to spin it and look for solutions instead of focus on problems. Yeah, my dad always told me, I mean, it was so annoying growing up, but I live by this, that... (laughs) Uh, there's no such thing as a problem, only opportunities. And I take that a step further and, you know, opportunity to see what you're made out of, you know, opportunity to see what's possible, opportunity to, to overcome adversity. And, you know, I've been living by that. My, my business would have been, would have went under, I can't tell you how many times over the past 15 years, if, my mindset was that of focusing on the problem, not the opportunity. I love that. Spot on. Okay, so question for you. What is one key takeaway you want listeners to get from our conversation? Uh, key takeaway is um, take risk. You know, I, I'm not saying, you know, throw caution into the wind, but take risk. You know, it, it takes risk to be outside your comfort zone. And the more you do it, you know, the bigger your comfort zone gets. And be yourself. You know, um, I think we live in a world of marketing and social media and everybody 
is so image driven and and cares so much what everybody thinks about what they're wearing, what they're saying, you know, if you're going to offend somebody, what you look like, uh, all of it. And you just got to be you, you know, and, and be comfortable being you and accept yourself for who you are. So, uh, because, you know, I, I feel like, you know, my business is a perfect example of, it's a reflection of my personality. And I've had people try and sway me in different directions over the years. And I've always stuck to my guns and what my vision was um, and what felt right to me and using my gut instincts, you know, that little voice. And, um, and that's just me being me. And that's what I love about being a business owner is that I, I have the freedom to express myself that way. Because ultimately, no matter what anybody, my advisors, my coaches, my, my parents, my family, whoever tells me to do, it's still my decision. And if I win, I win because I made that choice. If I lose or made a mistake, it's, it's on me. So yeah, be yourself and take risk are the two main things. <laughs> it really just, what comes to mind is the whole maybe cliche, but no risk, no reward. Yeah, love yeah. that. I, I'm a walking cliche. I have cliches tattooed on my body. I love cliches because they're cliches for a reason. Because they're true. Like I haven't heard a cliche that really isn't true. It's just people give, it has this stigma that it's annoying or stupid or like, you know, I live by them, yeah. you know, positive mental attitude, you know, like all that stuff. Like PMA, is that from Napoleon Hill? PMA. Think and Grow Rich? PMA all day. <laughs> I know. I saw that yeah. earlier today. It was on a, a, a meme, something on Instagram, but I literally have that right over there on my wall. But yeah, positive mental attitude for sure. Yeah. Teamwork makes the dream work. Yes. Okay. So then all I have a few... Junk. A few rapid fire questions I'd like to ask you to wrap up the interview. Yeah, sure. The first one being, what is a quote or motto that you live by? I think I I mentioned it already and that, you know, there's no such thing as a problem, only opportunities to shine. And, uh, you know, positive mental attitude, you know, staying positive has gotten me through everything in life every challenge adversity breakup failure that whatever devastating thing could happen trying to stay positive has has been what i live by so it's not a quote but it's it's more of a a way it's like a mantra yeah a mantra Mm -hmm. what is a book you're currently reading or highly recommend um (laughs) uh i i read a lot of uh rick warren books uh he's got a whole series of different books about you know faith and leadership um is uh, i'm actually reading one of his books right now um and i also reread uh love languages the other week i just came out of a relationship do you want to share what are your two <laughs> I'll tell mine. I just, came really, I just came out of one, so I figured, you know, let me like learn something from yeah. what I just came out of and like reread that book. 
so I can maybe go into my next one a little bit healthier. Um, yeah, I'm a quality time and physical touch. Yeah. Do you know what? I, I also read that book years ago. It was after I ended my engagement, but some married friends were talking about it and I, I love learning. I think that book is phenomenal because not only do you know how your cup needs to be filled, you need to know how your partners, because let's say you love giving words of affirmation, but they really need quality time. You are never going to connect. And maybe that's what happened with. Yeah. That was actually my biggest takeaway. Uh, my biggest takeaway was, um, sorry. Um, talking somebody else's language and being aware of that, mm-hmm. knowing somebody else's language. Yeah. yeah. That'd be like, cause I'm also just like you quality time and physical touch. And if my person needs words of affirmations, I'm like, I got to learn to verbalize all this, <laughs> but you know, I, it's important. So that's awesome. Yeah. Okay. Final question for you. What advice would you give your younger self? Oh man. Um, yeah. If you only knew then what you know now, right. Um, I was very self-conscious and had very low self-esteem growing up, uh, just growing up in poverty. Everybody had more than me. And, um, I was really embarrassed of who I was and my family and, you know, where we lived and all of that stuff. Um, so just there's there's such a a liberating a euphorically liberating freedom to you giving yourself permission to just be yourself and not caring what any like legitimately not caring what other people think about you and um, I wish I I would have that would be that would be the advice I don't wish I would have done anything differently that made me who I am today but that would be the advice I would give my other self. Love that. Great note to end on. Reed, thank you so much for joining me and sharing your story. Yeah, I I love hanging out with you and talking with you. I I hope we get to spend more time together. This was awesome. Thanks for tuning into today's episode. Be sure to sign up for my free video training on how to get unstuck and create lasting change at heatherhakes.com. And I'd love to connect with you on the social platforms. You can find me on Instagram at heather.hakes, Facebook, Heather Hakes, and YouTube. Guess what? You got it, Heather Hakes. I'll catch you on the next episode.